Hi, uh, welcome to Borderline and Back, Hope Management and Resiliency for Borderline Personality Disorder. I'm your host, Maggie. And this is a reminder before we get into this that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist, counselor, any of those things. I'm here sharing my stories, my personal story of having a borderline personality disorder diagnosis, how I get through my day to day life, how I've managed my time since I've been diagnosed, and what I do moving forward. Um, this episode is a little bit different. This is the first of the uh, subscription only episodes I'm going to be putting out there. And this one is for you, Ainsley. Uh, thank you so much for being a subscriber to the show. It means a lot to me. I know I mentioned that in the email, but it truly, truly does mean a lot to have everyone's support, regardless of supporting in a monetary way. So just you taking the time to do that just <laughs> means so much. Um, when we were emailing, uh, you said that you're recently diagnosed uh, as having BPD. And let me pull up my email here, just so I make sure that I'm covering what you said. Uh, what you said is that you're new to your diagnosis and you would love some beginner friendly advice. Um, I know that you listen to the show and I don't know how long you've been listening, but something that I say very often is don't Google. That is 100% my first uh, set of advice that I have is before you go down the Google rabbit hole is uh, make sure that you are being selective with the content that you choose to consume when it comes to trying to get any kind of understanding um, that comes with having a borderline personality disorder diagnosis. <laughs> um, you may have already experienced this. It's definitely something that I went through was feeling absolutely terrified when I just Googled BPD and got into places like Reddit because a lot of what you see in spaces like that is from individuals who have known someone who has BPD and was not managing well, had been on the receiving end of some episodes, some bad behavior, you know, protest behaviors. They may have been in close contact um, with someone who was going through a really bad phase of self-harm. Um, so when it comes to being recently diagnosed, that's not a good place <laughs> to start with content. Um, as far as Reddit goes, I don't necessarily consider it like a safe <laughs> community to start with, if that makes any sense. Um, a lot of it, in my opinion, feels like people are just kind of dumping and using a forum to instead of get understanding to have people give self-affirming affirmations of what they had experienced. Uh, some other beginner friendly advice that I'm going to say is go slow. Um, again, BPD, black and white, all or nothing. Uh, you kind of want to, once you know what this is that you're experiencing, once you have a diagnosis, it's very common in my understanding for people to just be like, I know what this is. I'm going to throw myself into it and I'm going to be better very quickly. And I have not heard from anyone that that's a successful way to approach things. Going slow and gaining some self-awareness for yourself and really kind of looking at what are the things that you need currently after being diagnosed 
in order to set up those incremental successes. So for example, if you struggle with things like disordered eating or self-harm, uh, some beginner friendly advice that I have is really look at getting yourself stable, getting yourself physically safe. Um, a lot of the time our physical states really impact our mental states. And especially with things like eating disorders and self-harm um, behaviors, those things are honestly two of the most important things to get under control because they can do a lot of damage, not just to your mental health, but to your physical health. We wanna make sure that you're safe, that you're as healthy as possible so that as you're going through management or recovery, whatever you choose to call this treatment, if you will, you need to be safe before you can really start making the steps. Um, the next piece of beginner-friendly advice that I have when it comes to BPD is being selective with the content that you choose to consume. Um, I am a very big advocate that community is important when it comes to this diagnosis so that you don't feel alone. And what I mean by that is, um, and again, I've mentioned this on the, the podcast before, but it was that I had never heard of BPD when I was diagnosed. Um, so for me, it was a very isolating experience. And when it came to kind of getting on the internet and realizing that it's actually not super common, but that other people have this as well. It was a good way to start feeling connected. Um, something that I did discover though, and where I struggle with things is that while I have BPD and I manage BPD, um, I don't want that to be all that I am. And again, this is a personal choice for people. Um, but for me, it was important that while I have BPD that that does not define who I am as a person. It does not define my personality. It's just something that I carry and that I'm gonna be managing. And when it comes to content that you choose to consume, um, again, it's kind of one of those self-fulfilling prophecies of it's important to feel understood, um, but I also think it's important that you consume content to help you with management, to help you work through the steps to be able to let go of those things that you're not absorbing content that makes you feel safe and comfortable in the behaviors that you may be participating in. Um, it's important to recognize why they occur. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, that's so, so, so critical. Um, it's important to understand how things that we've experienced um, played into this diagnosis. But when it comes to managing and getting things under control, um, I do not believe that it gives us an excuse to continue to participate in behaviors when we know that they're not healthy, that they don't align with our moral compass, that they don't align with the person that we ultimately want to be, or even the person that we know that we currently are that can just sometimes be overshadowed by this emotional cloud, if that makes sense. Um, so that's some other beginner advice that I would give is be selective in all of the content that you choose to consume. 
um, especially on socials, uh, whether that be TikTok, like TikTok has some great resources, but it's also scary for um, self-diagnosis. Again, it can kind of turn into this making light of something. And I don't, I don't think that's the best for people working through uh, management. Same with things like Instagram. Um, I mean, we, everyone goes through kind of self-deprecating moments of making jokes about what happens. Um, but again, there can be a, a rabbit hole of seeing content, having it constantly being shown to you. And it can get confusing of, hey, like, I want to fit into this community. That means that I should participate in this. And again, it's my, my personal opinion, my personal philosophy when it comes to managing BPD and managing this diagnosis. But I think it's important to consume content to get us to be the person that we want to be that truly aligns with where we are. And doing a serious uh, social media purge, really going through uh, content and trying to even like, if there's a way to decommission algorithms, I would say that. But um, I've, I've talked about before my issues with body image and disordered eating. And what that meant for me is like removing any kind of Instagram fitness model, removing any kind of influencer, honestly any kind of influencer that had me compare myself to this picturesque thing because I could not separate the fact that like what I'm seeing isn't necessarily reality like it's staged um so beginner friendly advice is remove those things that have a heavily painted filter over them until you're at the point in management where you can identify um, stage content, if you will, remove things that are going to make you compare yourself and feel bad because you, you don't want that and you don't need that, especially early on in your diagnosis journey, because I am guessing that you are experiencing a lot of different emotions and conflicting feelings and conflicting thoughts. And I mean, I anyways felt like I had this diagnosis that was great, but then as I started consuming different things on the internet, I started questioning if I was actually a really shitty person. <laughs> and, and don't, like, I know that I'm not, but in seeing those things, it, it made me question that. I knew that I had moments that I wasn't proud of when it came to my behavior, but fundamentally, I was not aligning with what I was reading. And being selective with socials was extremely, extremely helpful when it came to detaching myself um, from the stigmatizing parts of the BPD diagnosis. Um, the next kind of beginner-friendly advice that I'm going to give you, again, take it slow and pace yourself, is if you are able to, I don't know where in the world you are, but look up some free resources that are available in your area. Um, I've mentioned in Canada, we have CMHA. See if there's a way to get enrolled in free programs. Um, I am a big believer in DBT, so dialectical behavioral therapy. I need to pick up the minisodes again and start recording those. But getting yourself to a point of being able to tolerate that like icky that like compulsion to deal with things immediately is so important 
especially when it comes again to those self-harming behaviors in whatever capacity, those disordered eating, the overly working out things, um, learning how to properly cope is essential. And if you can find and get enrolled in free programming, that's amazing. If not, um, choose one independent study workbook. Um, I have them listed in the link tree that's on the podcast. And I think one of the best ones to start with before jumping into full-blown DBT is the Dr. Fox's Borderline Personality Disorder Workbook. It's very um, friendly, if you will. It's full of compassion and understanding, and that's very much Dr. Fox's brand. And along with his workbook, when I talk about selecting content that you choose to consume, his YouTube channel is incredible, not only for individuals who have BPD, but it's a great way of being able to share content with people in your life if you're having a hard time explaining what you're struggling with or how they can support you because he looks at things through both dynamics and that's critical critical is being able to communicate that. Um, I think that's something that takes a lot of practice as you work through your diagnosis and management is learning how to properly articulate what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. And those resources that you can kind of point to something and say, hey, this is, this is what's going on is so, so, so helpful. Um, so yeah, like pick and choose your content. When I was starting this journey, I found a podcast that I really resonated with and that's from Borderline to Beautiful with Rose Skeeters. And she has a very hard ass <laughs> approach to things, um, but her episode on moral compass work is incredible. Um, another beginner, beginner uh, friendly piece of advice that I have is check out Brene Brown. Uh, that woman is awesome. She has like TED Talks and YouTube videos and audiobooks if you're into that. Something that I wish I had um, explored more earlier on in my diagnosis, and I'm just starting to explore in the last, I think, like six, seven months or so, is the power of vulnerability. And that's really something that Brene Brown talks about and removing shame. She's a shame researcher. And I think a lot of what can create pauses or setbacks or stop people um, from really working through the management journey and not giving up is shame. Shame in the diagnosis. Shame in reflecting back on all of these behaviors and thinking that we're just terrible people, shame in disclosing, shame in talking to people about what we're struggling with, shame in asking for help, just so much shame. And Brene really addresses that and it's been very impactful and profound for me. And it's something that I actually wish I had found sooner. Um, in her most recent book, uh, Brene, it's called Atlas of the Heart. And it talks about the places we can go. That's how she calls it. Um, when we're feeling like disconnected or we feel sad, all of these different things. And it looks at 
two different sides of things. And it was while listening to that, I listened to it most often that I really started to kind of identify if I was feeling a particular kind of way and having a negative reaction that it, it's not uncommon, like the intensity of it could be. But the way she lays it out is also saying, if you want this thing, behaving in this way isn't necessarily going to help you get that. And it's through being vulnerable and starting to build that resiliency that we start to be able to build the relationships and connections that we really desire. And that's something that I've come to realize for myself. And I think more broadly uh, uh, for the people who have BPDs that really at the end of the day, we just want meaningful connections and to feel understood and accepted. And we don't know how to get that, <laughs> that we just feel everything so intensely. And again, it's called having an emotional third degree burn when we feel like something's slipping out of our hands or, you know, we're not being understood, we're not being accepted, or if we feel threatened because we've grown an attachment to someone, that's when we get into protest behaviors. And looking at vulnerability and shame has really helped me kind of pivot how I interact with people in my life on a day-to-day -day basis. And again, through being vulnerable and removing shame from myself, it's allowing me to kind of heal my relationship that I have with myself, which is another very um, beginner-friendly piece of advice that I have is that you might feel that you need to heal the relationships that you have with other people in your life first. And again, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, and I think it's a very common thing. It's something that I felt that I needed to do was reflect on everything that I had potentially done to hurt other people and make amends for it. And retrospectively, the relationship that's the most important to heal early on in your diagnosis is your relationship with yourself. That's so important. I've learned that until you learn and come to terms and truly accept who you are as a person, as you start developing that, that's important is you have to develop that core sense of self so that you don't end up having that emotional dependency on other people. So learning to love yourself, knowing how to properly take care of yourself and to meet the needs that you have is the most important thing that you can do outside of becoming physically safe. So no self-harm, no eating disorder, none of those things like get yourself to the doctor, get yourself to the dentist, those kind of things. While loving yourself while learning to potentially take care of yourself in a way that you weren't as a youth, as a child, as a teenager, as all of those things, learning that you don't need other people to keep you safe, learning that you don't need other people to give you what you need. That was game-changing for me. And again, that's one of the best pieces of advice that I can give you Ainsley is you'll hear a lot of things about the favorite person phenomenon 
And that's so true with BPD. And as you reflect, you'll probably notice instances of several that you've had in your life and that's normal. And one of the core pieces of management for me, and I'm gonna assume for other people too here, is removing that attachment from other people and having it be to yourself, to truly be your own favorite person and give yourself the love unconditionally that you don't need another person for validation. You don't need another person to hold you up, that you're strong and you're funny and you're brilliant and you're this beautiful person and accepting it and actually believing it for yourself is probably one of the best things that you can do. Take the journey slowly, be honest. To start with, be honest with yourself and then find someone you trust who you can be honest with as long as they have the space to hold that journal. That's one of the best things that I can say when it comes to being honest carry that journal with you. There were times where I couldn't say what I was feeling in a moment. Like I would just become so overwhelmed and I would just write it down and it would help me get to what I was actually feeling and what I was actually experiencing. And that was critical. And work on that for a few months. Work on that for a few months. And then start building up on the harder things. Uh, I hope you found this helpful, Ainsley. Please feel free to shoot me a message. And later on, if there's other people listening here, the purpose or the benefit, I guess, of subscribing is that I take requests. I'll touch on topics and I wanna try and be as helpful as possible to as many people as possible and touch on things that you might be struggling with right now. Because as alone as people might feel in the moment, you're not. That's one thing that I've learned is that you're never alone in what you're feeling. So until we talk next time, Ainsley, thank you again for subscribing. I appreciate you so, so much. I appreciate the kind things that you said to me. I appreciate you being part of the broader borderline and back community, the BPD community. And I'm just so very proud of you for, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm proud of you for walking the management journey one step at a time because everyone's a beginner somewhere. So just realizing that you're ready to start managing and not continue with historical patterns is incredible. No one else has told you that today. I'm so incredibly proud of you. Keep in touch and I will be getting another regular episode out shortly. Give yourself some grace if you're struggling. I say it all the time. You're probably doing so much better than you think you are. Bye.